Good evening, family. How's everybody doing today? Hope you all had an absolutely beautiful day. It was another nice day here. A little windy, but ah, beautiful sunshine and uh, nice warm weather. It was in the 60s today, so no complaints here. 
Tonight is a Kilt to Christian episode 540, MSM Liars. Thursday, John will be joining us here just a little bit. He is on the way home from a baseball practice today, but we got a whole lot to talk about today. It was a rather interesting day, a lot going on, so we'll be getting to that here in just a moment. Once again, Kilt to Christian episode 540, MSM Liars, Thursday. Let's get to it. We are many nations around the world, rise to many cultures, but we stand together in a battle between good and evil. We're the seekers of wisdom, the bringers of truth, the hands of heaven, and the voices of reason. As the world tries to divide us by our differences, we only grow stronger as we are bound together as the children of God. And for those of you that did not get a chance to say hello to in the opening, God bless you. I'm so thankful you were here, and I hope you all had a good day. And for those of you that didn't have a great day, definitely got you guys in my prayer, because a lot of people are going through some pretty rough times, and I'm... I've got a little list of uh, things to go through in our little prayers um, later on this evening because a lot of people are reaching out in prayer right now. So we'll definitely get to that at the end of the show. As well as uh, I'm just very thankful. I just finally got a chance to check some of my messages from the day. I was busy, busy day. And uh, good news, um, Little Red, who had her eye surgery over the last couple of months, um, is doing well. Got a good report from the doctor. So I'm glad that uh, she's getting better and she'll be running around and, and seeing all the things that nobody wants to see in this world. So, you know, maybe being blind and maybe being deaf would be a good thing right now because we don't want to hear what's going on. But I'm going to bring it to you anyways because it's in the news. So first off, um, once again, um, all these, uh, quote, charities that we give our hard-earned money from that we've been taught were legitimate, the ones that are helping this world. Um We've got uh, Red Cross is a great example, and Red Cross is providing migrants um, with money and maps and resources to travel the U.S. border. Coming out more and more that the United Nations is funding all of this. So, you know, this all is, in fact, being funded by other people, um, globalist leaders and the unelected elite from around the world. We've been talking about this for a long time. We've been called crazy. We've been called conspiracy theorists. We've been called just about everything that there is. And uh it's coming out. All, all the things we've been talking about. We're, we're hitting 100% with conspiracies. Um, hey, Kit Kat, great to see you. Um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, we just, like I said, just be careful where you're sending your money to because a lot of these companies that we're taught we're actually helping the world are doing the exact opposite. Um, next, we've got, uh, sometimes we'll be going over this a little bit, um, you know, with the Putin. Um, I got some clips from the Putin interview, and it was actually pretty good. Um, it was kind of what you expected. Putin was coy, but... Uh, it wasn't a softball interview like Tucker wasn't just uh, doing what CNN does whenever they bring Biden on. He was actually asking some tough questions. And it was also kind of cool because uh, Putin wasn't holding back. And he literally called um, called Tucker out for wanting to join the CIA, which I think is pretty funny. Now, it's one thing that, you know, um, Moonwolf and I were discussing earlier. It was a big difference in knowing what we know now about the CIA and the FBI and going, yeah, I absolutely don't want to be part of that. But when we were children... I mean, you know, there wasn't a probably a point in all of our lives where we were like, hey, I want to be a spy or I want to work for the CIA or the FBI because, I mean, more kids, man, that's like the coolest thing that you could possibly be until you find out what it really is. So I will give Tucker that, you know, maybe he didn't know at the time. I don't know. I still questions out on Tucker, but I am thankful for at least this interview that he did. It was, it was pretty good. So here we have um, Mophead, old Cabbage Patch, being asked questions uh, again. Um and he was asking specifically somebody's DEI hire is going to expire and she'll never have a serious job again. This is referring to Cabbage Patch. So Ducey hit a nerve with her. Um, so she avoids uh, any serious questions and she just kind of moves on. So like, listen to this right here. This is a question that we all wanted to ask her. 
President Biden ever going to convince the three quarters of voters who are worried about his physical and mental health that he is okay, even though in Las Vegas he told a story about recently talking to a French president who died in 1996. I'm not even going to go down that rabbit hole with you, Why? sir. What is We're going to go. Hole? Go ahead. He said go he ahead. talked to Mitterrand. Go ahead. In- you saw the president in Vegas, in California. You've seen the president in South Carolina. You saw him in Mich- Michigan. I'll just leave it there. Go ahead. What, what exactly? are we leaving here? Cause that was a legit question. I think that Ducey asked 100%. So she's like, oh, I don't want to go down that rabbit hole. So she gets to pick and choose is what she wants to answer. And then her response literally is like, well, you saw Biden in Michigan and South Carolina and this place and that place. Um, what did, what does that mean? Cause, cause I saw him in every one of those places. And, uh, he looked like a clueless old man that didn't know what he was doing and couldn't remember his name at every single one of those events. So I don't know exactly what she meant by, well, you saw him here, 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 and here, that she couldn't have run off that question any quicker. And uh, boy, things are falling apart for them right now. Um, And I'll get to that here in a second as well. But Biden is now officially being thrown under the bus. And so what we're watching right now, a lot of what's going on, it's oddly timed too. And, you know, I'll talk about this as well with uh, the interview that came out today, um, the information that came out about Biden and his corruption and crime dealing with classified um, information and then him getting on television to speak tonight, they never let him answer questions. They never let anyone ask or answer questions, but they allowed him tonight. This is a sure sign that they are done with them. Um, I'm going to go back um, all the way to Trump's last speech, not the one where he was standing in front of the airplane before he actually left office, but his last speech that he did by the border fence. You guys remember that one? Well, Trump went through a list of what we are going to be expecting in this Biden administration. One of the things that he said, he went over and over again, was the 25th Amendment. He goes, and trust me, the 25th Amendment is going to come back to bite him in the ass. And, uh, you know, he said that at the border. So all of a sudden, like now, it, we may be looking at this, but I also feel, like I said, that this is something that the Democrats are wanting as well. So I'll, I'll get to that once I get to that little um, clip. So either Senator Langford, Senator Langford was a, uh, a GOP rhino who in the Senate who was asked to put this border bill together. And it was a piece of crap bill. If you guys got to read it or, or read anything or watched any um, of the people that did read it, um, more money went overseas to Israel, to uh, Ukraine and all these other things. And very, very little of that money went to the border. And it was called the border bill and very, very little dealing with the border. But they were like, okay, well, we'll allow 5,000 people in per day and so forth, trying to make it seem like, you know, we're a bunch of idiots and we can't do the math. You know, a quota of 5,000 illegal immigrants a day for a year, let's send 1,825,000 immigrants. That's nearly 2 million immigrants, which we currently having coming into America right now. So the numbers in this bill didn't change. But this was a DOA. This was a dead-on-arrival bill from the beginning. They knew it. What was the point of this right here? Well, um, Senator Langford, who was asked to write this, is not going to be running for office again. So he was the perfect person to throw under this bus, um, knowing that this bill was not going to go through. Because right now, the Reiners and the Democrats are doing everything they can to blame this all on Trump and to say that Trump is the one who is asking them to keep this border open. They're using exactly um, True Patriot. This senator was a scapegoat because, like I said, he's not going to be running for office again. So he's somebody that's kind of easy to get rid of. But ultimately, what are they doing? Well, this bill was specifically designed for Republicans to vote against so that they can come back and say, look, see, the Republicans are the ones that don't want to fix this uh, immigration problem. 
But once again, this bill did nothing whatsoever to help what we need right down the border. No extra border walls, no money. Even the money that was going down there was to help them process more legals. So if it's not that bad right there, um, then we've got literally our government comes out and starts making bail threats saying that if they don't pass this bill, then they will stop sending immigrants back over. So, okay, first off, that's blackmail. And we know that they're not sending anybody back over anyways. They're not doing that. But once again, this is their veil threat. So it did not pass. So this border bill did not pass, but that's okay because Senate was already on top of it. And the Senate has a bill now that basically gives all, it's like $95 billion over to Israel, Ukraine, and these other places and has nothing to do with the border anymore. So basically it's a clean bill of money that's being sent over to help other countries fight. Um, so Will this be dead on arrival when it hits Congress? I don't know. But nonetheless, Senate got it through, so now it's in Congress's hands, and uh, we'll see where that goes. I'd imagine this will probably be another DOA, but we'll see when we get there. So uh, next, New York City, um, New York City um, Adams. We are not giving people American Express cards. We are giving people food cards. Kind of come up with excuses right here. So it's not the what that you're giving away for free. Um, when it's not affordable for those who live here. So people trade money for food all the time. So it may as well be an Amex card or an American Express that he's handing out to these people. It's not hard. We see it all the time where people trade their food stamps for money or trade other stuff for money. So you know that they're doing this. So this right here is uh, Adam's trying to make excuses right here saying, no, 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 no. These are food cards, not American Express cards like the poor people over there care. We're not giving people American Express cards. We are giving them a food card. So instead of a debit card, instead of having to deliver food and have people eat food that we were seeing waste in food, they're now able to get their own food. Yeah. We're not giving people. So unbelievable. And then, you know, you've also got another issue that's going on right now. So you've got these uh, food centers that are, you know, in some of our major cities, New York, Chicago, um, you know, all over California for the homeless people so that they can eat. So what has happened here? Well, these migrants with this extra money. So keep in mind, the migrants are getting um, like four to $5,000 checks. They're getting these food cards. They're getting all this money. They're getting free housing. And there's people that are literally working two jobs in these cities that are barely making it by that are living paycheck to paycheck, um, having to eat ramen noodles for three days until they can get it another paycheck to start getting some food for their family. It's a rough, rough situation. So they're handing money out to these people instead. The people that are over there are absolutely fed up with this. So, you know, their only choice is to go to these food centers that provide the free food. What's happening, though, is that the immigrants that are, have this money are going into these free food centers, taking the food so that they can save the money that we're giving them in taxpayer money. So what's happening to these food centers? That's right. Just like all the stores that are shutting down because of the theft, these food centers are now shutting down. So now the veterans that are homeless on the streets, the homeless, the people that live paycheck to paycheck trying to figure out how they're going to feed their families are no longer going to have places to go to get this free food because the, the migrants that are in this country are taking advantage of that system and taking the food out of the mouths of the people that are in our country that have been here forever that cannot afford their food. So, I mean, every day. What we're seeing right now with the uh, migrants is getting worse and worse and worse, but it may get worse. And I'm going to me uh, open this up real quick and I'm going to get a video that I'm going to play for you that um, 
I, I sent it to a couple people. I found it late last night. Um, I sent it to Tam. I sent it to Jay Wu. I sent it to Nathan, Jeff, a couple other people. Um, they were all having problems opening it. Either the audio wasn't working or the link wouldn't link. And uh, I can see why. So I ended up doing a, a screen recording on my phone to try to help me with this. So let me play this clip for you real quick and uh, you'll see what I'm talking about. Just heard that our military is going to be deploying to Israel next week. And at the same time, our government is going to do a drill. It's called Operation Standfast. It's going to last all the way through May. I never heard of a drill lasting that long. But I tell you, it's called actually it's called is Operation Takeover. They have declared war on us people. We just haven't announced it. So we already been in the Civil War. A quiet civil war because the media hasn't said anything about it. That's why we have open borders. Yeah, so this guy right here, um, it was kind of speculation. I went and, and did some digging. Um, I actually found an operation that they are going to be going over to Israel. This Everything that he was talking about, um, I found uh, proof of. And then today, and I'm not going to say who, but someone that I trust very, very much that's not all excitable like I am, that's very, very stern and doesn't ever hand out any information unless it's verified, verified this to me today, um, that they are, in fact, going to be doing some uh, – operations um and this is basically like he said it's not called operation you know takeover but that's basically what this whole thing's about so he goes on a little bit further to talk about um how all this, this certain amount of money and weaponry has gone missing and you know this is dealing with the immigration or the immigrants that are coming in here literally saying exactly what we've been talking about is the united nation has been working the last four years to build an army right here inside of our own country so, like I said, as I found that last night, um, I sent it to a couple of people, wasn't going to publicize it because I wanted to verify, ended up verifying that operation and then ended up verifying the other part that he talked about 100% today. So, um, interesting enough, we'll have to keep our eye on this, but this doesn't um, veer too far off from what we have been talking about for a long time. And that is, uh, why are these immigrants coming to our country? It's way more than just uh, getting Democrat votes. Um, so, we'll get to there. We'll see that. Um, probably breaking over over the next couple of weeks. So uh, next, uh, MSM, um, MSNBC reporter shocks host after admitting that Nikki Haley has a Democrat plan. Listen to this. Haley, without Trump's name even on the ballot, loses to the none option by better than two to one. So that's, that is a tough reality for her. Not, Trump isn't even on the ballot and she loses and it's a closed primary, so it really reinforces yeah. what we've been seeing, that when you're just talking about Republican voters, she's really she's really getting clobbered with Republican voters. Uh, it's and, independents and Democrats uh, that keep her in it. Yeah, so he literally just admitted that it's the Democrats and the independents that are keeping her in this. And uh, I know she's not on the list tonight. Um, they haven't – last night checked right before the show – um, the caucus numbers weren't up yet as far as uh, what Trump is, but Trump's the only one on there. So I'd imagine it's going to it when it gets to that point, when it does, uh, the numbers do come out. Trump's 
you can probably get like 100% because it's like him and someone named Ryan Binkley who is on the um, Nevada caucus list. So we'll see that. Um, next, uh, I love this one too. Um, five Christian facts that hit deep. Uh, God doesn't tell us to understand. He tells us to trust him. And, you know, that's one thing I, we all go through this so much, I think on a daily basis, it's like, look, you know what? I don't understand, but some things weren't meant for us to understand, but that's why we have faith in God and trust in God, knowing that everything that's going to happen is going to happen the correct way through him. Next is uh, if you're worried about it, that's a sign that you need to pray about it. And boy, that is so true too. And, and I'm seeing that more and more. And I'm seeing so many more people coming out talking about Christ where I hadn't seen that in a while, asking for prayers. Um, so people are coming out more and more and more. Yeah, Matt and Hev says, be not troubled, Jesus told us. And, you know, that's the thing. No worries, no fear, no no hesitation, no troubles. We've all got everything under control. Um, even if other people leave you, God will never abandon you. And that's Hebrews 13, 5. Um, God's timing is better than your timing. Isaiah 55, 8 through 9. And then finally, uh, God knows what's best for you, so trust the plan. And, you know, I hear people all the time saying, trust the plan. You know what plan I trust? The one right there in Jeremiah 29, 11 that he's referring to. God knows what's best for you. Trust the plan. That's the plan that I trust. God's plan. Amen. <laughs> exactly, Matt and Head. Amen. Um, so next, uh, one of the biggest polluters in the world um, is Taylor Swift. She flies from nation to nation, um, city to city, state to state, all over this world, flying on a private jet. And she is suing a college professor, or excuse me, a college student for tracking her jet usage. So if you guys know, we all have the ability to hop on and look, you know, at the records to see who's flying where, to see what planes are in the air and so forth. So it's not hard. It's all public information. So it's not like this guy was being a sleuth and digging into her computers to find this stuff out it's public information but he is being sued for tracking her jet uses proving that her carbon footprint was loads um or that you know she's basically spending more carbon footprint than than any of us on one trip so uh like i said so this guy dude, just being a normal patriotic person trying to prove this whole corruption and the the green deal and all this other stuff they're trying to push on us literally does his due diligence and now he's being sued by someone because why because he proved that she's a piece of crap that's why she's suing him um man i tell you i hope she goes down at some point big time i'm so tired of, of taylor swift i think we all are so tired of taylor swift ready for the nfl season to get over so hopefully you don't hear her name as much um so next, uh, a new a new main bill would establish a state office to help illegals integrate. I'm not sure if I brought this one up last night, but when questioned why they don't use those resources to help our veterans um, who need who needs uh, are ignored, the state representative, um, yeah, I did say this last night. He explained that illegals deserve priority priority over veterans. So um, yeah, we can't talk about that one enough. That and just just absolutely disgusts me. Um, next, uh, a Kentucky transgender daycare. I wasn't expecting something like this in Kentucky, but Kentucky transgender daycare worker, her name is Maria Childers, will not be going to prison despite pleading guilty to sexually abusing a baby while changing its diapers. Read that to you again. Will not be going to prison despite pleading guilty to sexually abusing a baby while changing its diaper. He hired a trans activist lawyer 
this lawyer argued that he would not have access to estrogen <laughs> and the court agreed. So the court then reduced his bond from a hundred thousand to $5,000 released it downgraded his felony sexual abuse of a minor charge to a misdemeanor dropping all other abuse charges. Exactly. I'm going to go right there with the uh, tree Patriot 0.45 ACP headache. Crazy. So, you know, I, I had read last night about a, a black man whose 11 year old son was raped by a bunch of adults. And, uh, the DOJ didn't do anything to help him out. So he felt like I have no choice. This is in my hands. Now I don't want them to harm any other children. So he went out and and as he quoted, I killed them all in the most gruesome way I could. I will be spending the rest of my life in jail. If I don't get put down, totally worth it because no other kid will ever have to see what my child saw. Um, like I said, sadly, oh, great to see you, great Papa Steve. We missed you. Um, and I got some prayers coming for you as well. We got a nice a big prayer list today. Um, so we got just more examples of just the two-tier justice system and these evil people getting away with everything that they're getting away with. Um, once again, another pedophile walking free. Why? Because they can't get hold of estrogen in jail. Sick. Um, so once again, I was saying earlier, the White House says that ICE will reduce deportations, detention capacity if Republicans don't pass border bills. So um, this is blackmail to the admission that Biden does control the level of immigration. The entire border crisis is 100% by design. And they keep making these faux pas, these mistakes, um, and telling you what's really going on. So once again, um, it's blackmail threatening to deport or to stop deporting people if they don't pass this bill. Well, the bill didn't pass. Um, but like I said, they weren't doing anything to deport people anyways. All right. So next we got um, reports are now claiming that the EU, um, European Union, might sanction Tucker Carlson for interviewing Putin. So you're not allowed to interview dictators now. So we've seen so many examples of, of you know, people um, interviewing people. So should we expect sanctions for the New York Times, which fawned over Stalin, Mussolini, Hitler? Um, how about Dan Rather for interviewing Saddam Hussein or, or Megyn Kelly, who also interviewed Putin? Um, this is what journalists do. They get both sides of the story. That's legit journalism. This isn't the gaslighting journalism that we've seen. We should be expecting our journalists to get both sides of the story. Freedom of speech. Exactly, Hope. So for the past two decades, we have lectured, um, been lectured by our press about hearing the side of the Arab world and uh, um, and they've done no wrong. Many of us are listening, um, are listened and understood, and that's what they're not. Um, for all of these uh, continual wars, we're told leaders to stop this. So, but now the left is trying to inform or um, isn't trying to inform anymore. They're trying to sell you something, an idea, a policy, a war. So I'm not here to sell you on anything. I don't ask for your trust. I like to have um, information that comes out from both perspectives. That's one thing that I try to do. I mean, I've got my own opinions, but I try to be fair and give it from both sides because the last thing I want to do is influence anybody to go down the wrong way um, when we don't even have all those answers. Like We are Americans. It's not just our right to be able to have the freedom of speech and to ask these questions. It's our responsibility. And journalists should be able to get us this information without fear of being sanctioned, banned from their country, or branded as traitors, which is exactly what's happening to Tucker right now. These people 
have flipped out right now. They flipped out so crazy over this interview. So you knew it was going to be good. And I think it was pretty good. Um, I'm going to go back and watch it again. Cause I was kind of doing some other things while I was listening to it. But from what I listened to it, um, I was pretty impressed with how that interview went down. So, and I've got a couple of clips that I will be playing for you. John just texted me and said, he'll be here in about 10 minutes as well. So, um, now we've got, uh, this one right here. So a new bill is up for vote. This is S.3589, and it would outlaw, we talked about this briefly, malicious, um, which is a constitutional right, speaking out of turn in any government assembly, including local town meetings. So last night's guest, she could have been held accountable for arrest at this point if she had done what she normally does and goes in and speaks like a patriot does. And when they talk over, she talks over them just like we should. We've got a time that we're allowed to speak. But here, if this bill goes through, um, they will keep you from being able to speak out of turn at these uh, things. So you can't answer questions or ask questions or anything as they come up. Protesting government functions will now be outlawed. Boxing and martial arts, um, bar those will be outlawed. Boxing and martial arts classes will be outlawed if this bill goes through. So make sure that you contact your federal and state representatives to let them know that you absolutely 100% oppose this bill. And that's okay because, uh, you know, this one right here, one is the Senate, and then the Congress has got a similar bill um, dealing with the same things that they have on the bat burners that this one doesn't go through. So they've got both, both aisles are covered right now. They go over a couple of different things, but one thing that they both have in common is removing militias or as they call like paramilitary para or something like that. Um, that is in the Constitution. These guys literally have to go through. They can't go just make random laws. They've got to make amendments. Like they've got to literally go through, make amendments and change the Constitution in order to make this stuff happen, which they're not doing. And you can't just go writing bills that go changing stuff. These have to be amended. You have to go through and do it the right way. So pardon me, but screw these people. It says, uh, and then once again, um, this one right here is the one that was posted was S3589, um, and they do read a little bit differently, but the HR and the House resolution um, um, is for the Senate. Like I said, they both have their own versions right now. Yeah, they did. Um, uh, Truth Patriot says they worded it para paramilitaries because they know it's unconstitutional. And that's the thing is that you're going to have people out there that are like, what's paramilitary? Oh, yeah, we don't need that you know, not realizing it's the same darn thing, you know, basically different wording as a militia, but they, they love to play these games because he control, as Conley always says, we need to take our, our words back. We need to take our grammar back. He who controls the definition of words controls what people think and the way that they think. And that's what they're doing right now is they are changing the definitions of everything right in front of us just to play these games. So the corrupt government keeps trying to uh, take more and more of our rights away. So think about this guys. 125 years ago, you didn't have to ask permission from the government to do any of these things, okay? You were allowed to collect rainwater. You were allowed to go fishing. You were allowed to own property, which was actually yours. You were allowed to start a business. You were allowed to renovate your home without having to get licenses. You were allowed to build a home. You were allowed to use a transportation vehicle. You were allowed to get married without a license. You were allowed to hunt without a license, own a weapon without a license cut hair without a license, sell a product without a license, 
protest without a license, grow food on your own property without a license, set up a lemonade stand without a license, sell food without a license. These are all things that we have the rights to do that the government is taken away from us bit by bit by bit. You can do virtually nothing without being extorted by the government and obtaining their permission first. This is, this is the living, the life that we're living right now. So if you still think that you're free, you're deluding yourself. You live in a tax farm as a free agent human, and that's exactly what we are dealing with right now. We are all slaves to a system. We need to break these emotional and mental shackles and start taking the power back. Remember, we are the ones that have the power, not them. They work for us. We do not work for them. So here we go. It's a damn good point. After gaslighting for three years that Biden or that border is 100% secure, they've been saying this for three years over and over and over again. Our, by, our, our border is secure. Our border is secure. You're a conspiracy theorist. There's no problem at the border. It's secure. But now Biden says that the only reason the border is not secure, you ready for this one? I don't even have to tell you. You guys are probably already guessing it. Donald Trump. So which is it, Joe? Listen to this. <laughs> How can he make this statement with a straight face? Every day between now and November, the American people are going to know. But the only reason the border is not secure is Donald Trump and his MAGA Republican friends. <laughs> well done, Sleepy Joe. You just contradicted yourself. You contradicted Karen, Mariokas, and yourself. You're the president of the United States, for crying out loud. You undid all the Trump's policies that were working. It's the typical Democratic way. Blame the opposition. <laughs> yeah, blame the opposition. He's so right. Hey, good to see you, Spooky. Um, Yeah, so once again, Biden, he is just terrible and they made a really really bad move tonight really bad move now get here in just a moment keep teasing you guys with it um the trust is eroded the problem is the trust between americans has also eroded so we must come together more than ever we must put the petty arguments completely aside at this point we need to fight the power then we can figure out uh, the best policies moving forward together so this is one thing is, you know, no matter what party you are, it doesn't matter at this point. It doesn't matter if you're Republican, conservative, Democrat, libertarian. None of this matters anymore. We are each other's allies. We need to come together, realize we're each other's allies, and then start focusing on the enemy, which is the power to be the unelected, the officials, those puppets that are running our government right now. This is who we need to fight. After we fight the enemy and we destroy the problem, then let's come together and figure out how we're going to fix this. But right now, things are just gradually getting worse. And I'd rather have nothing than what we're dealing with right now. Like I said, we can get by with no government. I'm waiting for that government to shut down at some point just to show the people how little they really matter. They don't. Um, so if this is not the Great Awakening, I don't know what is. So I've got this video. This video is about three and a half minutes long. I'm going to play this video. Pre-warning, I literally went through about 30 videos that were very similar to this one right here of uh, the um, urban um, African-Americans and people of color that have absolutely had it with what's going on. They're all starting to wake up. They're starting to see what we've been talking about for a long time. And I, out of the 20 videos that I watched today, this is the one with the least amount of cursing in it. So once again, apologies. Um, but the, the people in the urban communities have had it. They're done. And the language is very fruitful. I don't blame them for being so upset using this language. So once again, pre-warning, there is some language in here. But this is a great example of what we're watching right now, that great awakening where people are finally starting to open up their eyes. People that were never opening their eyes are now.
Alright. Y'all keep tagging me in this fucking... This shit that's been going on in Texas and all that other shit. Y'all keep tagging me in it. Y'all want my honest opinion? I was not going to say nothing about it. But my honest to God opinion... Real shit... I really didn't give a fuck about what was going on. I really didn't care at first. See, that's the problem is a lot of people didn't care. But it hits them in the purse eventually or that hits them at home and they start to care quick. Up until... I started seeing how bad it was getting. Not only that... There are 6 million and counting immigrants. Actually, she's wrong. It's 20 million and counting. That are entering into this country. Now, here's where the part get worrisome. I don't know if y'all seen that little video floating around. But there's a whole motherfucking video of one of the immigrants. And he said, and I'll quote, you are very stupid to not know who I am. And you will soon know who I am. That motherfucker was not Bella Swellen. That motherfucker was not Hispanic, period. That motherfucker was a Muslim. <laughs> so, with all the conflict and all this other bullshit that has been going on with the Middle East. You heard what baby boy said. He said, and I quote, you will soon know who I am. Remind you, six million of these motherfuckers done crossed into the goddamn country. 20 million. Who's to say at least 500,000 of them are thinking just like that motherfucker? We still got to think about the other 5 million, baby. Like, we, it's like, okay. Soon as baby boy said that shit, I was like, yep, I'm worried. So once again, I apologize about the language. Um, and like I said, there were a lot of videos that I came across today of people in, in city areas discussing the same exact thing. And they're just as, as irate as they can possibly be. And to the good point, like I said, is they're seeing the same video we saw. We've been talking about this for a long time. But this right here, this video of the guy that was at the border saying, oh, you're going to find out who I am soon enough. That veiled threat. And then the FBI coming out saying that they're not watching these people, but they're watching us, um, you know, and so forth. Um, and then uh, Ray coming out and saying it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when the next uh, major false flag is going to be or, or major terrorist attack. So um, all of this is, is starting to come out, you know, bit by bit by bit. Um, people are starting to wake up. We just need to come on the same side. Like I said, quit bickering over what political side we're on. Realize that we're all slaves of this system and destroy the problem before we try to find the solution. And we got a long ways to go before we do that. But the first thing we have to do, wake up, open our eyes, come together and fight this battle as a team rather than being so divided. So um, next, uh, this should worry every single American. A Butler County, um, Ohio Sheriff Richard Jones informs the media that he just recently came back from a conference in Washington, D.C. with FBI Director Christopher Wray. 
Um, listen to this. Actually, that sound is mono, so you probably aren't able to hear it. Um, I didn't realize it was all mono. So basically, it says Christopher Ray um, has been quoted as saying, it's not a matter if, but when the next terror attack will be. Sheriff Jones states that there are more red flags of the legals coming into the United States than even before 9-11. So Joe Biden and Kamala Harris are allegedly refusing to meet with sheriff and police associations to work together to secure that southern border. Um, and we knew that as well. So, uh, like I said, it, it's finally starting to come out, um, you know, and, and like I said, I've been hearing a lot too, and I'll add this to my prayer. Certainly I'm going to manifest this thing or anything like this, but, uh, there's been a lot of talk as normal is what, will there be any kind of a terrorist attack or anything, um, at the Super Bowl this, you know, this coming, uh, Sunday, um, I'm going to pray for safety and head to protection regardless. Um, you know, my heart, I don't know if anything's going to happen. Cause like I said, there's always a lot of talk before these major events go forward, um, but like I said, we have a lot of uh, of our friends um, and our family members that join us nightly, that watch the show, that live in that area. So we'll definitely keep them in our prayers. So, uh, holy shite, Senator Chris Murphy, um, the people who care about most um, are the undocumented. He then admits that their strategy for over 30 years has been to make them citizens. This needs to be blasted everywhere. And this was on MSNBC. The negotiation didn't have a path to citizenship entirely on their terms in order to get Ukraine funding, right? Well, I mean, Chris, that's been a failed play for 20 years. So right. you are right that that has been the Democratic strategy for 30 years, maybe. Uh, and it has failed to deliver for the people we care about most, the undocumented Americans that are in this country. The negotiation didn't have a path to citizenship. Yeah, so um, like I said, we, we knew this. This, is, this has been going on for 30 years. We just didn't even see it. Now, Ed, I don't have any mods. <laughs> I've got zero mods. Here, Ed, let me add you. You want to be a mod, Ed? Let me see how I can do this. There we go. And, Ed, guess what, Ed? You're a mod. Um, so, anyways... Uh, more and more of this stuff is starting to come out um, bit by bit by bit. And, you know, it's it's sad to see. But like I said, I'm also glad that they're openly talking about it because all they can't keep calling this conspiracy theorists like over and over again to a point when all this stuff's being proven true. So next, uh, um, Speaker Johnson, this is Leo Terrell, says, No vote in the House. Apparently Ukraine is more important than American southern border. So the U.S. Senate just voted 67 to 32 in favor advancing a $95 billion foreign aid bill to Ukraine, Israel, Gaza, Taiwan without border security provisions. That's what we were talking about earlier. Um, it's going to go into the hands of the House now, so it's in their hands. We'll see where this goes. Um, I'm hoping it's DOA because, like I said, that's another $95 billion with a B that's being added to the debt that we already have. They're just printing money like crazy, and Putin even called them out in that interview. So this is crazy too. So um, black radio host gets red pilled live after um, finding out the Democrats plan to pay criminal aliens, send billions to Ukraine while Americans starve. So this is Stephen A. Smith. He um, is uh, ESPN. I believe he's on ESPN. And uh, like I said, bit by bit, some of the most hardcore, like anti-Trump, Trump hating um, Democrats are all starting to open up their eyes. So the question is, where are they going to go? Are they going to go back to the polls and vote for this again? Well, we'll see, but at least they're talking about it.
so you can pick and choose. What it came down to for me is this. I see homeless folks in the streets of New York all the time that are American citizens. I damn sure see them in California. We've got poor, impoverished, starving people who were born and raised in this nation. How in the hell do we come up with a $53 million pilot program for illegals, but folks who are here legally are born here, we don't have enough for them. Just like we could come up with billions for Ukraine, but somehow, some way, we can't fix the homeless problem. I'm down for helping Israel. I'm down for helping address the situations with the Israeli-Palestinian conflict, okay? I'm I'm down for helping the Ukrainians and fight North Russia. What about poor and desolate citizens here? How the hell do you print money for foreign countries? But you don't print that money to help eradicate folks that are starving right here in the streets of America who were born and raised here. This is what I'm talking about. And so when you have something like that, what's the one way to eradicate it? Yes, you got to have a flourishing economy. Yes, you can't have inflation. Yes, you can't be on the verge of a recession. Milk don't need to cost $7. Bread don't need to cost $5. Don't get me started with how much sugar costs. You can talk about employment all you want to. You can talk about the labor participation rate. But guess what? If you ain't making no damn money and you got to get two jobs to pay the same prices or to buy the same amount of stuff that you used to buy and the price is higher than it used to be because of inflation, then guess what? What are you really accomplishing? Good for him. Good for him. Like I said, this guy is like hardcore Democrat, um, Trump hater. But like I said, this isn't a matter of, of the Trump or the Biden. This is a matter of the people that are trying to ruin our country right now. Don't go out and keep voting the same way. You're going to end up with the same thing. You know, um, you know, it's like expecting to eat a Reese's peanut butter cup and expect it to taste like uh, honey. I don't know. Like I said, you just you get what you get. So you keep voting the same way. You're going to end up with the same thing that you're voting for. So hopefully you know, people are waking up and I'm glad that Stephen A. Smith is one of the people that's doing this because he's got a huge following. Like I said, he's a ESPN, um, does talk show ESPN and stuff like that, mainly sports, but he gets into politics. Um, and I'm glad that he's coming out and saying this because he's right. We're printing money, sending it overseas to help all these other people while our people right here are starving, including the vets. And it's not even mentioning the vets. This is just your average person in America. And then the vets on top of it. So, and, and speaking of the Trump hate, this right here, oh my goodness, this is such a great example. So they hate Trump more than they love their own family. So this isn't a matter of voting for who they like. It's voting against who they hate. And when we get to this point right here, we are in a big, big problem in our country. And not just our country, everywhere. Our brothers and sisters over in Great Britain, um, Japan, Australia, New Zealand, um, and on and on and on are dealing with the same things. Canada, they're all dealing with this around the world. We're going through the same struggle together. But listen to this. If it'll play, it's spinning right now. Yeah, of course not. Let me try to refresh this one. They're getting really good about spinning stuff. Like matter of fact, uh, right before the interview came out today with Putin and Tucker, my internet dropped out 10 minutes beforehand and it ended up coming on um, right after. So it, I was behind the schedule trying to catch that tonight. But like I said, fortunately, the internet did come on. I'd imagine they're probably messing with it. All right, here we go. They're not going to let me play that video. So I'll just tell you what they were saying. So this guy literally went around asking people. He gave them a choice. 
He said, um, if you were to be able to make a deal to where your deal was, you can either suffer through a pandemic that was a, a hundred times worse than the last one that we went through. Um, or, but that would ensure that Trump did not become president. Would you accept that deal? And they were all like, oh, absolutely. We'll take another worse pandemic rather than having Trump back in. He goes, okay, well, what if that meant that 2 million people died? And they were like, I'm willing to take that deal. And they're like, okay, well, what if that meant that your mom and your dad were going to die? And they were like, it's something that we're willing to accept. So these people, and he like literally interviewed like five different people. And they all said the same thing as they were willing to go through another worse pandemic where millions and millions of people died. If that meant that Trump didn't get in office. So once again, you know, this isn't a matter of voting for who they like It's voting against who they hate and they hate him so much that they're willing to let 2 million people die in order to keep him out of office. Where did the compassion of the people go? I'm going to side right here with uh, what Vladimir Putin said in his state of the union address, which I'm about to play for you, just a part of it, um, where he literally explains that the problem that we're having in America is because we're walking away from the Bible. And he is so right. This is Putin in his State of the Union speech that he did, I believe, last week. If you haven't seen Vladimir Putin's State of the Union speech, you need to watch this video. We cannot ignore the fact that Russia cannot be defeated on the battlefield. So they're waging increasingly aggressive information attacks. First of all, targeting the young generations, lying on every step, distorting historical truth, attacking our culture, the Russian Orthodox Church, and uh, other traditional religious institutions in our country. Now look at what they're doing with their own peoples. They're destroying the institution of family, their cultural and historical identity, and uh, various perversions with regard to children up to pedophilia are accepted as uh, the new norm and priests are forced to recognize and officiate same-sex weddings. People can live however they want and uh, we in Russia have uh, never intruded into people's private life and we're not going to do that. But what we want to say is maybe they should take a look in the scripture Mm -hmm. into the holy book of any great religion. It says that the family is a union between woman and man. And uh, these holy texts are now being increasingly doubted in the West. Yep. The uh, Anglican Church is now considering the idea of a gender-neutral God. What can we say? God forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. So that's pretty crazy. So it actually goes on right after this, and he says, he quoted Jesus on the cross, Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. Um, and it's crazy, because I listened to this with my mother. Um, you know, anything that I get with a an interpret, you know, an interpreter over, you know, any kind of speeches. I've got a friend of mine that, that speaks Russian. So I sent it to him to verify um, before I'll play something here. Now I haven't verified the Tucker clips that I'm going to play, but I'm assuming since it was on Tucker's site, those are legit um, translations of what uh, Putin was saying. But nonetheless, like 
this this guy sounds more American than any leader we've got in our country, and he's literally quoting scripture. He quoted Jesus on the cross, Father, forgive them, they know not what they do, saying, you know, we believe that, you know, life or, you know, procreation was meant to be with a man and a woman, a woman and a man, not man and a man, not woman and a woman. Um, now, what I do agree, I think it was somebody said, I'm pretty sure KGB messed with people's lives, but that was a long time ago. Um, actually, that was one of the things that they got into briefly inside this interview today, which is crazy. Um, that was right before uh, Tucker was called out for wanting to join the CIA by Putin, but it was pretty funny. So we got uh, John here. John, brother, how are you doing tonight? I am burning the midnight oil, so to speak, man. Doing good, though. Just busy as I'll get out. Oh, man, you are. I'm, I'm glad that you came in here. We just... We've been going over uh, a lot of news um, of what's going on because a lot is taking place right now. Obviously. Yeah. So was that from the Putin interview you were no, just playing? That wasn't. That was from Putin's State of the Union address that he gave um, last week or earlier oh, this week. Yeah. yeah. Nice. You know, I mean, like I said, he sounded like more Christian and more American than anyone we've got running our country right now. Yeah. Did you get to listen to the interview? I, I, I did. I listened to it earlier. I'm going to be listening to it again um, while I'm working this evening just to kind of collect everything. So I, I got some uh, focal points and some clips that I am kind of been slow walking right here waiting for you to come in and we'll play those here in a moment. We'll get into that conversation. Nice. Yeah, I, I missed all of it. I was out and busy, so I was doing training. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, first I'm going to play this one too. I love this kid right here. I think he's Max Benilli. He's a, he's a younger kid. And just more proof, um, you know, that we've got some hope in the younger generation. So this guy says, I'm proposing the 28th Amendment um, to the U.S. Constitution. Foreigners should not serve in Congress any longer. Hear me out. So listen to this kid right here, and I agree with him. And like I said, this is what we need. We need the younger guys right now because we need to destroy the system we've got, and then we need to fix it. But we need to come together and fix it right with provisions, safeguards. I am proposing a 28th Amendment to the United States Constitution, which would give members of Congress such as Ilhan Omar, Rashia Tlaib, and Robert Garcia the boot. Here's how. Aren't we all sick and tired of the foreign influence that's in Congress? I mean, Ilhan Omar literally said that she wants to put a Somalia first agenda forward while she's in Congress. What? Not America first? Not the country that she should be serving? And as for the other two, how can you be running our national government when you support terrorist groups and people who immigrate illegally? As it currently stands, to be a member of the House of Representatives, you need to be 25 years old and a citizen for seven years. And for the U.S. Senate, you need to be 30 years old and a citizen for nine years. I was just thinking, you know how the founding fathers made it so that the U.S. president had to be a natural born citizen, meaning they have to be born here in the United States rather than just a citizen? Well, the reason why they did that was to prevent foreign influence in our government. And I'm thinking that the reason why there is foreign influence in our government currently is because we're allowing people that immigrated here to serve as members of Congress. Amen. So what I'm thinking we should do is make it a requirement to be a natural born citizen to be able to serve in Congress. To have foreigners running the United States government, that is just proof of an invasion and an infiltration. I hope you will join me in supporting this proposal. I mean, seriously, why does it take a 14-year-old kid to speak what every single adult should have figured out like 200-plus years ago? Well, even more than that, it's proof that the United States government is a corporation yes. where you can have foreign investors, you can have foreign influence, and that's totally illegal under our legal system. 100%. And we, we literally, we've got, um, we've got Nikki Haley, 
who is running for president who wouldn't be able to constitutionally run for president. You've got right. um, Elon Omar who falls in that category, but they don't have those provisions and laws in there for um, Congress and Senate, which they need to. I can't believe that. What? what? Come on. Why is this just being talked about? Um, you know, so like all of this is just a complete mess. Then you've got Kamala Harris, who is second in line to the fool that we've got pretending to run our country right now. Um, and she can't legally be president. You know, so constitutionally, um, she isn't legit to be president. I don't know how she was allowed to even be VP because they're the ones that take over next. Um, right. And then third in line would be our Speaker of the House, who on any given day I go back and forth on if the guy's legit or not. Well, uh, let's not forget about that one guy from Kenya that was the president for a while. Oh, yeah. And then the, the new guy who's running <laughs> for president down in South Africa is calling for the the genocide of, of uh, how many, like six million white people over in South Africa. Now, uh, South Africa is a white minority, correct? Yeah, there's a lot of white people that live there. I, I, don't, I thought oh, South Africa was a white majority. But maybe I, that's maybe the majority. Wrong. Yeah, yeah. No, I think. Yeah, I couldn't remember if it was if it was because uh, it was interesting when uh, Mandela won there, right? Because yeah. because it was minority white yeah, people. says British. Or, yeah, I thought it was a British colony. People. Yeah, yeah. But so I mean, hey, let's just kill all the whiteies because we're obviously a big problem, right? I don't know, man. Just who needs dams and bridges and. Inventions, yeah. Not to say that other nationalities don't come up with things. However, historically, most of the big inventions come from European and Western nations. Yeah. Uh, so we got um got a couple of clips that I'm gonna play. What what time we got here? We got about thirty minutes left. Cool. So I got some clips that I'm gonna play. And so here's the interesting thing. And, you know, we'll play these clips and I do want to discuss this, this juxtapositioning that we, that we had come out today. We've known this, nothing's a coincidence, like nothing is a coincidence. So before I even get into that clip, I'm going to talk about the first non-coincidence coincidence that came out today. So, <laughs> so Biden here, I'll, I'll let, I'll let, uh, Ingram tell you. So there was a guy named her who was special counsel revealed in his report is what we've been telling you for years. And he said that, so dealing with the, remember all of the classified documents that Biden had in another place, he had him in his garage and all this other stuff. And they were going after Trump saying that Trump committed a crime, even though he was the president and had the ability to declassify. Trump did everything the right way. It was hundred percent legal. He was right. a Senator and he took this stuff out, you know, and then a <laughs> VP he, as a VP or a Senator, he had no right as either one of those positions to do what Obama um, you know, Clinton, Trump, or any of them are allowed to do as presidents. All right. So what did they say? They came out today and said that Biden will not be charged with any criminal action for handling those declassified. Now they said that what he did was illegal, but he also said that he is obviously, um, not capable of standing trial. So what's the point of putting him through it, saying that he's an old man with a memory problem. So even though what he did was illegal, it wasn't his fault. That this is the rough version. Oh my gosh. Yeah, so is, you're not 
mentally competent to stand trial as the president of the United States. Yeah, so, no, and it gets crazy. So, like, did you guys just hear what you said? So here's the thing, and, and this is where I see this going. They're pushing Biden out the door. They're going to use the 25th, and they're going to replace him in the election. This is, this is their play right now. They allow Biden to get up and speak tonight. A, partly as a distraction from the, the Putin interview that was going on. Um, but they were hoping, you know, that they would get up there, you know, and like I said, to be a distraction, but it was the ultimate backfire. So I'm going to play first um, Ingram talking about uh, what went on right here with the, uh, um, with what her came out and said today. And then I'm going to play or talk about what Biden said today. For a moment. What her revealed. Everything's spinning today. Report is what we've been telling you for years. The Democrat Party, the media, the party's plutocrat donors who've all been behind closed doors with Biden. The entire Biden presidency has been a lie because they've known the truth from day one. All of those groups. He's obviously not capable. He's obviously not in charge. He has no concept of time and space. And that's dangerous. And on top of that, he's turned America into a laughing stock. So Putin came out in the interview, which he did. Um, this was a couple of days ago and literally said the same thing is that Putin is not one running the country that is being run by unelected bureaucrats and elite from around the world. And he is just a political facade is, is the way that Putin explained this. So then this comes out the day they, that literally the DOJ was like, uh, well, we could, you know, put him through, you know, criminal charges, but yeah, he's an old man. He didn't know what he was doing. Just keep in mind, this is the man who is walking around with a suitcase filled with our nuclear codes. But the guy isn't competent enough to know where he put classified documents. So do they, they, they know what they're doing? I think they do. I think this is the ploy. This is their setup to get him out. Um, and now I'm going to go back to Trump when, like I said, when he spoke at the fence, um, the border, one of his last speeches and literally said 25th Amendment is going to come back to bite him in the ass. Well, uh -huh. ultimately, it looks like it's going to. So then you had the Putin interview today juxtaposed with Biden getting up and speaking tonight in front of everybody. So, so, um, notice how the question, um, of who's really in charge of the Biden administration has now been placed in the front and center in front of the country by a special counsel report showing that he's incompetent. Whoever's been running things, it ain't this guy and everybody right. knows it. So this right here popped out today. Then he gets out to have that little like meeting they never when was the last time you saw biden up on a stage where they allowed people to ask him questions and let him answer questions back they don't let him do it because they know he's going to look like a fool tonight they allowed him to do it and it was obvious that he didn't have the answers to the questions like he normally does our government just set biden up by sending him out on that stage and everyone went after him i'm talking like your liberal media they all went after biden talking about his mental competence, his capability. You know, Biden gets up there and starts yelling at everybody. Like, you know, when he lies, how he always starts to yell at people and he blamed what happened with these documents on his staff. So once again, he throws the blame onto a whole nother group. This was the staffers that did this. It wasn't me. And then as he's up there trying to tell people, 
I'm not incompetent. I'm totally competent. So what he did was he went up and argued. So the DOJ threw him a bone saying, we're not going to prosecute you because you're, you're old and, and, and you can't think any longer. And then he comes up because you guys are lying. I'm totally competent. Are you saying you're competent enough to go through a jury trial of some criminal charges? Is that what you're saying, Biden? Because that's what I hear. So then he gets up in the middle of saying, I'm competent. You guys are all wrong. I can think better than I ever have. He gets up there and calls the Mexican president, Sisu, who is the president of, of Egypt, I believe. Um, so as he's up there, he's convincing everybody, hey, I'm totally competent. He literally starts talking about the Egyptian president, but calling him the Mexican president. Unreal. Didn't he, <laughs> didn't he uh, talk about seeing another dead guy the other day, too? He did. He, he actually not once. He's done that three times, two other times since the first time that he did it, where he was referring to meeting a president who was the president of France who died back in like 1996. Right. So, so this is, this is the, the competent guy right here that we're talking about. So, so the point is, is he gets up there tonight, looks like an absolute fool. Um, like he always does, but I think that he was thrown on the bus. I think this is the first move for them to 25th them out of here so they can replace him with another candidate. That's what's incoming right now. Yeah, it sounds like it. Yeah. Um, so then you've got Putin. So I've got a couple of clips here. I'm going to play. I'm going to first one I'm going to play says Putin says, the Nazi ideology lives on and he calls out Zelensky. So the first thing that we notice here between the coincidentally released interview of Putin today and then the interview that they had with Biden kind of back to back during each other shows how absolutely mentally off and incompetent one, one is and how on the ball Putin is. Holy oh, yeah. moly. The, this guy is like a, a, a historical encyclopedia. Biden's calling the Mexican president by the Egyptian president name. And Putin's over here going, let me tell you what happened on June 26, 1922. You know, like literally remembering dates, telling you how the war started, where Ukraine came from. It's a connection with, I mean, like it was pretty impressive. But when you look at one side by side, because you got to remember this, this is important. Our media for the last two years has been telling us how feeble Putin is and he's right. dying of cancer and he's got Alzheimer's and all this stuff. And then you see this video, this, this interview today on the ball. So right. I'm, I'm going to play this clip first and we'll discuss it and we'll go to the next one. But this one right here is talking about um, Hitler, the Jews, the Russians and uh, the Nazi ideology that they're trying to get rid of. And he basically even points out that we didn't begin this war in 2022. We started trying to end this war in 2022. The CIA started this in 2014. That's what he's getting to. And we've talked about this with all that they did to Ukraine and how the Ukrainians were killing the Russians and so forth. This all got exposed in this thing right here, which is why the first uh, 15 minutes of the interview is um, Putin giving his, a history lesson so that we understood how everything progressed with Poland, the Nazis, into what we know now as Ukraine, Russia, and so forth. So listen to this first part. You just asked a question about neo-Nazism and denazification. Look, the president of Ukraine visited Canada. This story is well known, but being silenced in the Western countries. The Canadian parliament introduced a man who, as the speaker of the parliament said, fought against the Russians during the World War II. 
well, who fought against the Russians during the World War II? Hitler and his accomplices. It turned out that this man served in the SS troops. He personally killed Russians, Poles and Jews. The SS troops consisted of Ukrainian nationalists who did this dirty work. The president of Ukraine stood up with the entire parliament of Canada and applauded this man. How can this be imagined? The president of Ukraine himself, by the way, is a Jew by nationality. Really, my question is, what do you do about it? I mean, Hitler's been dead for 80 years. Nazi Germany no longer exists. And so, true. And so... I think what you're saying is you want to extinguish or at least control Ukrainian nationalism, but how? How do you do that? Listen to me. Your question is very subtle, and I can tell you what I think. Do not take offense. Of course. This question appears to be subtle. It is quite pesky. You say Hitler has been dead for so many years, 80 years. But his example lives on. People who exterminated Jews, Russians and Poles are alive. And the president, the current president of today's Ukraine, applauds him in the Canadian parliament gives a standing ovation. Can we say that we have completely uprooted this ideology if what we see is happening today? So he's sitting there literally talking about what we've been talking about as well, is that, you know, the, the Ukrainian um, militia, military, whatever it is, it's all like Nazi-inspired and so forth. He comes out talking about it. It was funny too because um, at the very beginning of the, he was like, you know, Tucker, um, you know, I, I know that you went to school and your focus was history. Tucker was like, yeah, he goes, well, let me let me give you a little history lesson. So he goes in. He's about 10 minutes into it. And uh, Tucker was like, you know, I really appreciate the history lesson here. But how is it relevant? And he's like, just hold on and wait. And the way that he, he spelled all the history out brought everything together. And it showed the history of how of the you know, what went on between Ukraine and what Ukraine was really named and how it was Russian and how right now it's being run by a bunch of Nazis. And that's the whole thing that he was pointing out in this little clip right here. So, um, and, and like I said, we've been talking about this for a while, but it's, it's cool to see him actually come out and talk about this, um, out in the open. Right. Yeah. Did he talk about the, uh, bioweapons labs? Of um, course. I don't know. I don't know if I didn't get to that spot or not. I know that bioclandestine said he did. Um, but like I said, I don't know for sure. And if I can find that, if I can isolate that one in particular, I'll certainly bring it here. Um, right. Because I think that's a big part of why he went into Ukraine. Yeah, this, exactly. This biolabs. Exactly. Um, but he really goes into the Nord Stream. He goes into how he wanted to make peace and end this peacefully. But it was America that was the one keeping this going. He's like, stop sending weapons over there. The war will be over. He's like, you know, it's America's the one that's keeping this thing going. Um even blamed up, you know, when Tucker asked him, you know, about the Nord Stream pipeline, um, I love this response. He was like, you did it. And Tucker was like, I'm pretty sure I was busy that day. He's like, you may have an alibi, but the CIA doesn't. Right. So, um, and then yesterday, once again, going back to Russia, Russia passed a law yesterday banning gender transition and the adoption of children by transgender people. Yeah. What, what, 
haven't we we've been taught our whole lives man what a terrible place russia is and and it's like now like literally last night john and i have a conversation about man if things get real bad i'm going to russia <laughs> right <laughs> yeah i mean somebody said it in chat i don't i didn't see who it was but they said uh Something about something to the effect of that Putin is a real leader and he is a real leader. No, absolutely is. And Showing think, the characteristics of what leadership is. It, you know, regardless. and a lot a lot of people talk about him being part of the KGB back in the day. But he when he walked away from the KGB, he walked away from it because he didn't like what Stalin had set in place. Right. You know what I'm saying? So he's a way different guy than we've been taught. Remember, the history we've been taught were by our enemies. They were telling us who the bad guys are, they were telling us who we can trust. You know, Suski says, uh, he said that Germany and the U.S. are co-sponsors of Ukraine. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Along with multiple other countries, we're funding this entire thing um, because we know what happens because there's a lot of information there that will ultimately be exposed. And they right, know well, Did they pass the funding bill today for Ukraine? No, uh, Senate passed it. Senate the, passed it. Yeah, but it's got to go through Congress still. Um, yeah. So we'll see where that one is. But once again – they made a clean bill because they didn't pass the border part, the border part. They ended up making another bill that only has money going overseas, which Senate passed. So, um, like I said, Congress, it gets in their hands. Um, soon. I don't know. I can imagine where our, where our fine Senator Mitch McConnell voted on that one. At. Oh no, exactly. I mean, I, I, that he needs to go, but at least they're I, talking about it. Now, even Ted Cruz is like, he's got to go. So, Get to the bushes, man. We got to get him out, gone, and then completely out of politics. Period. Yeah. Remove this guy. And I'm how embarrassing he's from. He's from Kentucky. Oh, man, it's bothered me forever. I, know. I can't get rid of this guy. Nobody here likes him. Nobody does. Like I said, I mean, it's it's more cheating, or the fact that no one runs against them, or the fact is that they do everything they can to keep you from knowing who the guy who's running against them. Yeah, Matt and Hess says no one challenges him. Well, the one he had last time challenging him wasn't worth it mm -hmm. at all. So I don't know, man. Close. I would have voted for a pencil eraser, <laughs> right? Or nobody, or or nobody. I would have voted for the the same people that beat Nikki Haley in Nevada. Nobody. That's hilarious. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's pretty hilarious, man. They they they're thinking they're going to get away with all this stuff, man. Meanwhile, the people are waking up. Um, it's all joke, man. Just drives me nuts. Oh yeah. So um, now, literally, the moment that the interview um was aired, it went on Tucker's place first. Um, then people started streaming it on Rumble. Then it went up on uh Twitter. So literally, the moment the interview aired, um, on Tucker's channel, um, a whole bunch of buildings in Moscow um blew up in flames. Really? Yeah, so there, there's no coincidence. Even they're over there saying that, that this is what this is all about, that, that one's connected to the other. So then Putin confirms that the United States is not run by its elected officials. Um, and then Tucker's response uh, is pretty good, too. So I'm going to play this little clip for you. So twice you've described U.S. presidents making decisions and then being undercut by their agency heads. So it sounds like you're describing a system that's not run by the people who are elected in your telling. That's right. That's right. So yeah. like he even admits it. He's like, you ain't running your country. 
a bunch of other people that are running your country. And then like later on, he actually talks about, um, you know, that the border is being run better than our elections. <laughs> I love that little backhanded stab, man. Good for him. Yeah. He's got a good sense of humor. I'll give that to Putin for sure. Um, he does. So good news though, is a source um, has come out and said that Tucker's no longer in Moscow, um, which is good because the United Nations and the EU are trying to get um, travel sanctions against them. And, you know, I'd imagine a lot of the planes flying back into our country probably go in through Europe, you know, so he probably had to get in and out as quick as they could before they threw up these sanctions. Right. So then we got, um, let me see, uh, the U.S. Department just formally laying out evidence that is sitting president of the United States is not competent in standing trial. Like I said, once again, he comes up and tries to deny this. Um, I'm curious to see how this is going to work out and how fast it goes. Part of the reason right now, I'd imagine they're probably not going to make that switch until um, after uh, the, pre- the the primaries or preliminaries are over before they actually right. put him in. Because admitting that he's not competent to run for president is also admitting that he's not competent to be president. Exactly. And, and they may, and, yeah, they may be in a loophole with the whole Kamala thing. It's, I mean, it's almost, it's February now. Oh, yeah. It's eight months, nine months to get things done. Eight months to get, to get everything done and campaigns out. And it's not a long time. No, exactly. I don't even know how that, I mean, my mom asked the question too, you know, well, how do they do this? Do they have like a, a runoff between a couple of people? And I'm like, I don't think anything's ever been done like this. You know, like, how do you replace a candidate right in the middle of a candidacy, you know, like, right. you know, do you just replace them? Do you have to have like a couple of choices and let the Dems go out and vote? Um, you know, I don't, I don't know how this works. I guess we'll, we'll, we'll see for sure. We'll see when big Mike throws his, uh, hat in the ring or, uh, or Newsom. Yeah, I think we will see. So, um, I, I don't think Newsom can win. I don't think any of them can actually win. I no. don't think anybody can beat Trump. I was looking at, a um, a couple of polls right now that they've been taking that, that, you know, if the election was to happen today, the general election, like how would it turn out? And every one of them had Trump winning by like 40, you know, you know, every one of them had it. And there was a couple of States that were in there that are actually going towards Trump. See, uh, Suski says, isn't there a filing deadline? And see, I thought that there was, there is. Yeah, yeah. So this is where it gets real sketchy. I don't know how, how it works, you know? Cause like I said, what if, what if, the candidate was to die. You know what I'm saying? Like, would they not being able to throw anybody to run in? You know, like it, it, this is, this is where it gets real complicated. Um, but we even don't... know. Yeah, it does because there might be 30 people filed for candidacy at the moment. Yeah. Just because they're not running and they're not out there doesn't mean they haven't filed for candidacy. I wonder if there's a way we can find out who has filed ah, for candidacy. That's throwing their hat in the ring. That is just sitting, on, sitting on the bench. Right. And I said anything, but that doesn't mean they didn't pay the $300 to file for their candidacy because it only costs like two or 300 bucks. Yeah. To actually, to actually file for the candidacy. Exactly. You know, Ed says Biden would lose to none of the above right now. And I agree with that hundred percent. He says Trump wins by default. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. Yes. So I wonder that. Yeah. Matt and Ed's like, I would choose a rock too over anybody but Trump right now. I'm who are you voting for? Trump's in jail. I'm voting for rock. Right. Not, not the rock. 
I'm going to be very specific here. Not the rock. I'm voting for the rocks that are sitting in my pockets right now waiting to be thrown at corrupt government. (laughs) (laughs) That's the rocks that I'm voting for. Um, Gravel. Exactly. There we go. We'll be more specific. We're voting for gravel. Um, So once again, you know, Biden throwing his entire staff under the bus, claiming that his staff was responsible for the, you know, where these uh, classified documents went. So next we got Putin here. Talking about the dollar is the cornerstone of the United States power. And I think everyone understands very well, no matter how many dollars are printed, that they're quickly dispersed all over the world. It is a stupid thing to do and a great mistake. And he literally, I think Suski may have been the one that brought it up earlier, talking, you know, where he's literally calling us, calling our economy out, like everything, just saying this is this is all by design. This is y'all's fault. Yeah. You know, to use the dollar as a tool of foreign policy struggle is one of the biggest strategic mistakes made by the U.S. political leadership. The dollar is the cornerstone of the United States power. I think everyone understands very well that no matter how many dollars are printed, they are quickly dispersed all over the world. Inflation in the United States is minimal. It's about 3 or 3.4%, which is, I think, totally acceptable for the U.S. But they won't stop printing. What does the debt of $33 trillion tell us about? It is about the emission. Nevertheless, it is the main weapon used by the United States to preserve its power across the world. As soon as the political leadership decided to use the US dollar as a tool of political struggle, a blow was dealt to this American power. I would not like to use any strong language, but it is a stupid thing to do and a grave mistake. Look at what is going on in the world. Even the United States allies are now downsizing their dollar reserves. Seeing this, everyone starts looking for ways to protect themselves. But the fact that the United States applies restrictive measures to certain countries, such as placing restrictions on transactions, freezing assets, etc., causes grave concern and sends a signal to the whole world. What did we have here? Until 2022, about 80% of Russian foreign trade transactions were made in US dollars and euros. So, I mean, he's already calling this out, you know, that this is, this is on by design. And, you know, he's basically saying, look, you know, things are moving over to bricks. It's happening. Um, they're moving away from the petrol dollar, the American, you know, dollar. He's like, you know, but instead of adapting, you know, stepping up and adapting to become part of the process, we're doing everything that we can to get away from. It. So we're ultimately going to be in a worse spot than if we had just been like, okay, this is the the way that things are changing. Let's adapt and become part of the system. They're going the opposite way with it, spending all of this money. And there's going to be a point, like I said, where they can't spend any more money. Because they're going to keep spending it. We're going to end up with hyperinflation. And all this stuff is coming right here. And there wasn't, like, Putin talked a lot about, you know, global affairs, the elite, um, even called out satanic pedophiles. You know what I'm saying? Um, so I, I got to give it to, to Putin, man. Um, 
this is a great interview. Uh, I'm hoping that this goes somewhere, but I can promise you, you probably won't be hearing too much about this on the news tomorrow other than uh, don't listen. Matter of fact, even our White House, I mean, I think I've got I was just going to say there was just a press release where somebody was saying, make sure to ignore everything yeah. that's said. Let me, let me find that. I think I've got that one. I thought I had that one lined up. Yeah, here it is right here. Listen to this. So this is John Kirby today um, before the interview. Do you have any concern that Tucker Carlson's interview with Vladimir Putin could further erode support for Ukraine in the United States? Um, I, I, we're convinced that there is strong bipartisan support on Capitol Hill for supporting Ukraine. Um, and we know there's efforts now to bring something up onto the Senate floor for a vote that would have Ukraine, Israel, Indo-Pacific, and humanitarian assistance, so supplemental funding in it at, and without the, the border. Uh, we'll, let the we'll, we'll let senators work that out. The president believes that support for Ukraine is critical, particularly right now, uh, as Russia continues to try to uh, hit their defense industrial base, continue to hit their units on that battlefront from, from east to south. It, it, it's vital. Uh, and he's confident that uh, and he and based on the meetings he's had with, with leaders on Capitol Hill and the discussions he's had certainly uh, uh, over recent weeks uh, that again the leadership even on the House side the leadership is solidly in support of supporting Ukraine now whether they're going to how they're going to be affected or impacted by a television interview I, I couldn't begin to, to to guess I guess I'm asking beyond just Congress among the American people many of whom you know watch Tucker Carlson's show and how are inclined already to be skeptical of American support for Ukraine, would hearing directly from Putin potentially erode that further, not just in the halls of Congress, but among the people? The American people know well who's at fault here. And I think they know that there was no ground whatsoever for the invasion on February 22nd, two years ago. The, uh, he, he invaded a neighboring country with, without provocation. Ukraine wasn't a threat to anybody, and the American people understand that. The American people understand what Ukraine's fighting for, and all they're asking for is our help. They're not asking for American boots on the ground. Again, I don't think the American people are going to be swayed by one single interview, and I think anybody that watches that interview, again, I haven't seen whatever whatever's said, need to need to make sure you're, you're, you're remember, you're listening to Vladimir Putin, and uh, you shouldn't take at face value anything he has to say. I don't know what this interview was about. I'm not even sure what they said, but he lied. Right. I mean, like literally they, this is how bad they were freaking out today. They were freaking out so bad that like every news media was sitting here talking about this. Like, Oh, this is don't listen to it. Trump or Tucker's a, you know, committing treason and he's right. interviewing a dictate. Like literally they went above and beyond this, even to the point where they brought Kirby up there to try to tell you the same thing. Exactly, Suski. Putin is always their boogeyman. He sure yeah, is. We need sanctions, right? Sanctions. We, Tucker, <laughs> sanctions. Says, uh, Putin said that he wants to speak to a real president. <laughs> yeah, he does. <laughs> Hopefully that'll be uh, after um, January 20th of next year. Um, but like John said, we're like running close. You know, he, we're talking about eight months, you know, till the election. Um they can destroy a lot of stuff in the next eight months. And this is the They're scary doing, part is the more desperate they get, the more likely we're going to start seeing this stuff. We got that crazy eclipse coming up. We've got, you know, walking. They're trying to push this in the um, civil war, world war, like man, every direction we got something coming from us. Right. Just do not mess with my baseball season or I'm going to be highly pissed. 
Yeah, exactly. Wait until baseball season's over, or you're gonna um you're gonna send John into a rage. It might. It just might. So let me see what time we got. We got five minutes left. So I'm gonna kind of go over just a couple of thoughts of what um came out of this interview right here. And it was more to it than than just this. Like I said, I'm gonna be watching it again. But these are the things that stood out in the interview. So Putin's reasoning behind his conclusions that the CIA that blew up Nord Stream or Nordstrom was spot on. Um, who is interested and who was cap- or the, had the capability to go to the bottom and to achieve it. So he pointed that out, which is pretty big. Um, another thing is his concern over the neo-Nazism in Ukraine and revealing that so many there, including Zelensky and his appearance in Canada, confirms our suspicion of Ukraine and its connection to Nazism, which we've talked about. Um, the USA is funding this war in the Ukraine and Russia would have ended at 18 months ago, but they weren't interested in negotiating a peace deal. Um, the U.S. media is the propaganda and controls most of the Western world's media, um, which is probably one of the biggest things that I think pointed out. I know DJ Pupasi, Nineveh, I got to remember that one too. Um, and then uh, his knowledge of history is absolutely astounding. Um, and he stayed very, very calm um, with the questions. Like I said, Tucker wasn't throwing softballs at him, and he wasn't handing softballs back to Tucker. It was actually a pretty darn good interview that went back and forth. But the last thing is the juxtaposition between how competent, how confident, how on the ball Putin was compared to the fool that is the resident of our country right now looking like an absolute idiot in his conference. I mean, it couldn't have been worse for the Democrats today on any scale. And then once again, we've all said this before, there are no coincidences. So I don't think it was a coincidence that the info about not charging Biden came out this morning because he's incompetent. Then this uh, interview comes out, Biden going on live tonight just to prove what everybody else was asking him questions and talking about. Not a coincidence. So do you have anything that you want to throw in here, John, um, before we get into our prayers tonight? Um, no, man, you did, uh, you covered the basis there. You, you informed me tonight because I had no idea what was going on. Well, I brought it all to you right here on Kilt the Christian. <laughs> we'll bring, we'll be bringing right. you more. I reached out to Doug earlier. Um, hopefully he'll be uh, joining us tomorrow for chasing squirrels. Other than that, um, I'll be chasing squirrels by myself. But uh, I hope Douglas comes on. Then Monday, uh, Monday we're going to have Truth Patriot on. We're going to discuss um, cancer treatments. Nice. So I'm going to have to try and be on for that one. Usually on come, Monday nights, I'm free. So well, you come, were, Yeah, absolutely. Well, we, we wanted to get um, me, you, and Truth on together. So if you want to hop on with us on Monday, remember, we do our 1030 Monday. So it's it's the later show. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I could do that probably. Yeah, awesome. If you want to hop in there with uh, me and Truth Patriot, that would be great. Um, Ron Johnson will be on with us Tuesday. So we'll be doing a little, uh, um, kilt the Christian Godcast here on Tuesday. So that's going to be pretty cool. So we got some, uh, some good interviews coming up on um, people that I just absolutely love talking to as well. So, um, we got some good things going forward. And then finally, um, religion has affected trans people at this school. And I'm just going to end with this. And this is just, this is where things get real crazy. So she says, I have a friend who is a trans girl. She used to be able to use the girl's bathroom with no problem, but apparently she was in there when a Muslim girl was in there. And Uh-oh. the girl cried because a man saw her hair. So all the trans people at the school now have to use the bathroom that matches their born sex. 
because of Muslims. So it didn't matter how much the Christians were coming out complaining about this. All it took was one Muslim girl to complain that someone saw her hair for them to like literally turn and switch this thing off. Right. Well, you're not going to get a lot of second chances if you continue to piss them off. No, no, no. That's the thing. See, they, they try to say that the Christians are the worst um, ch chasing chickens. Exactly. Great, great Papa Steve. <laughs> chasing chickens. Um, yeah, I mean, like I said, they, we can do they say this stuff as Christians all the time, and they try to say that Christians are the big threat to the world, but you don't hear about Christians saying anything more than, I disagree with your homosexuality. I don't think I've ever read a story other than maybe a crazy Christian that threw any gay people off the top of a building or will destroy them or castrate them or any of this stuff. Matter of fact, I can't remember what country it was, but there was a country, uh, I can't remember which one it was, like El Salvador or something like that, I don't know, that um, recently figured out that chemical castration wasn't working for pedophiles, so they are going to a more dire need of actually surgical castration. So they were like, chemical castration wasn't hard enough. We're going to go full force right now. We're going to make these people not want to be um, pedophiles. And man, more countries I'm, started stepping up with punishments like that. We wouldn't have this problem. I'm, I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it too. I, yeah, I, I'm not even begrudging myself over it. I'm no. totally okay with it. Yep. I am too. So let me get my <laughs> phone. If I can remember. Where the heck did my phone go? I don't know where my phone is. I had all my prayers in it. <laughs> uh, oh, you see, I, I'm lucky. I have to be on my phone for chat. So, oh, are you? Yeah, you do have to watch your phone for chat. Dang. Well, I don't know where my phone went. I literally had a whole list of prayers in there. Um, fortunately, I got a Jay Wu and a couple of people that are sending them to me, but I don't have them, so I'm going to have to pray for them privately. Apparently after the show and then we'll pray for him again tomorrow night but i'm going to go into a prayer anyways and we got i do remember a couple of them so everybody would please bow your head exactly my dog ate my phone <laughs> yeah someone so was sitting right here it's like hey wait a minute. oh look at that my dog found my phone <laughs> all right he's so handsome i love your dog okay cool tam maybe i think that's what it was tam thank you so much for just uh texting me because i think my dog heard the beep and showed me where my phone was awesome so that one's taken care of. So let me, uh, first off, um, we'll do a quick little prayer for uh, Kitty to Karen, because that's the one that I absolutely remember right now. So if everybody would please bow their heads, we'll get into a little bit of prayer time. And once again, thank you so much, Tim. And thank you, Solon, for uh, getting us through these prayers. Heavenly Father, I want to thank you again for another beautiful day. I want to thank you for all the blessings that you've given us. And Father, um, we've got some just family that we just absolutely love as much as we can love anything in this world. They're just great. I am just very, very thankful. Kitty to Karen is one of them, one of um, one of my favorite people, just absolutely talented, beautiful soul. There's just nothing about her that I don't adore. And she's going through some problems right now um, with friends as well and family and so forth. And God, you know the particulars of this. So I just ask, Father, that you lay your, your heavenly holy hand and just lay it upon Kitty too. Help heal her heart. Help give her the discernment, the wisdom, and the answers that she needs to get to these times. Let Kitty know that we are here for her all the time, every day, that we absolutely love her. We are so blessed to have her as part of our family, and we will be there for her in any way that she needs to. But, Father, I know that you know all the answers. You already have those answers. So, please, Father, just bless this beautiful soul, Kitty, to Karen, and help her through the trials that she's going through right now. Father, um, 
I also want to thank you for all the wonderful people that you've put in my life to keep me informed on every single day. Tammy's one of them. Just bless her. Bless Jay Wu, who's always just giving me information. I'm passing on prayers to me, dear Lord, so that we can stay up to date with all the people right now that are just reaching out in, in the multiple many ways that they need you. So, Father, the prayers um, are for others right now. Um, I just ask that you continue praying for Punky and all that she's going through right now. Dear Lord, just give her the healing hand. Help pull all the, the devil's tactics away from her life. She is a phenomenal and amazing Christian who does so much for this community, so much for this world, so much for you. Just bless her, Father, and help her through the trials and tribulations she's going through. Heavenly Father, I ask that you uh, bless Steve um, and Steve's health. Uh, be with his sister, Karen, or excuse me, Catherine, who is a... Uh, a very beautiful and just someone that brings laughter and just brings joy to a lot of people, including Steve, help them get through the things that they're going through right now. Bless them with, with love and bless them with health and everything they need to get through these times. Father, um, father, I also asked that, uh, you bless uh, candy just had another surgery yesterday to reinstall a section of her skull that they removed for a stroke. Um, the surgery went great father. And I thank you for being there with them and helping her through that as well. Uh, pray, dear Lord, for a fast recovery, praying for a uh, heaven rebuking MS and medical spell casting. I uh, pray, dear Lord, for Mary all in. Um, I don't know. Uh, she is uh, running for office and and I may get in trouble for praying this one out loud. And if so, I apologize, Mary all in. But uh, God, I'm going to put the blame on Jay Wu for handing me this prayer to begin with. But uh, thank you because she does need the prayers running for this office right now. Offices District of Supervisor, Kern County and District 1 in California. She's doing well and keeping God at the center of this, dear Lord. And we need good, freedom-loving, patriotic Christians that are running for office right now more than ever, dear Lord. So bless her and everyone else who is running for office. We're praying for strength and protection, wisdom and calm. She's doing this alone. So we just pray that she gets the not only the emotional support but the financial support that she may be going through this and to keep her spirits up during this she's been very quiet um about getting through this and going through this right now with her district but dear lord just i just ask that you just lay their hands on her get these prayers done and let this be a successful run for candidacy and let more people like this run so that we can change this world so aside from praying for all the, the strength and the uni within this family clear minds clear thoughts and strong memories hearts full of Christ's love and staying on the path. Um, we just pray continually for prayers for uh, Jay Wu and the many, many things that Jay Wu is going through personally. And Father, you know this is sometimes some of your servants that spend so much time trying to do, pray, and help other people don't spend the time praying for what they need in their life because we care so much about others that sometimes we neglect ourselves. But Father, the first thing we need to do is we need to have our own clean house before we help other people clean those up. And dear Lord, I just thank people, all the people out there, just like Jay, all the people that are stepping up and doing so much for other people. But Father, I ask that you lay your hands on those that are helping others, dear Lord. Never let them forget. They need to take time out for themselves in prayer to get their lives straight. Because dear Lord, we have a lot of turmoil and those people that are stepping up to the plate that are helping others in prayer, helping serve you, dear Lord, are getting targeted more than they ever have, dear Lord. So just bless them, put a hedge of protection around all these people, dear Lord, and allow them to complete the missions that they're going through individually. And Father, I asked it, you continue being with all the people that are right now there at the border, they're trying to make a difference. Dear Lord, prepare everybody spiritually more important than anything, but physically and what we're going to be dealing with in this coming year, dear Lord, from being invaded to 
the political things that we're going through to all the destruction and the chaos that these tyrannical governments are trying to create. Dear Lord, let us all know and have what we need to in our artillery so that we can withstand these times and serve you in the greatest ways that we possibly can. And finally, Father, I ask that you bless all the people that live in or are going to be visiting um, Vegas over the weekend for the Super Bowl. Dear Lord, lay a big hedge of protection over all the people that are going to be there, the ones that live there. Help them through safety, dear Lord, put a hedge of protection over everybody and don't let any kind of terrorist activity take place during that time. Or dear Lord, if there is something that's planned, I just ask that you speak to everyone, give them that discernment that they need so that they know that need to walk away from the situation, dear Lord. But I know that you're watching after all of us. I know, dear Lord, that the things that are taking place now must be in order for you to come back and create the judgment upon this earth that you promised us, dear Lord. We know you're going to come home. You're going to come here and take us home day one day, dear Lord. We don't know when that time is. So we need to continue the battle that we're doing right here. We need to unify, not divide. We need to stand by each other, encourage one another, spread that gospel more and more, dear Lord. But we need you to be with us and keep our armor nice and mended during these times, dear Lord, so that we can keep the evil out of at bay, dear Lord. Only you can do that. We are your servants, dear Lord. Everything that we provide and do on this earth is because of you. So thank you for giving us everything that we need. Thank you for choosing us to be part of this war, dear Lord, and continue to answer all the prayers as we continue to pray for others, including our enemies. We love you with all of our heart. In Jesus Christ's name and our Heavenly Father's name, we pray. Amen. Amen. Yeah, there's uh, so many people, like I said, and, and just I, I, so many uh, just amazing people. You know, and it doesn't, does it surprise me that people like Kitty 2 are being targeted? No, because Kitty 2 is a great warrior. You know what I'm saying? She's, she's like the Xena of our area, you know, walking around with a cross in her Bible instead of a sword. Um, you know, but she's a, a beautiful soul. And we're going to see more and more examples of, of this going forward. Is it the people that serve God the most, the people that love the most, the people that do the most to help others are the ones who ultimately end up having the roughest lives. But there's a beautiful thing about this. Our lives may be rough right now, but one day our lives are going to be so easy once we get up in the heaven. You know what I'm saying? We have a lot of work to do. And no matter how uncomfortable it may get while we're here, at least we're doing what we can to serve God. Hey, is that Bob here? I didn't see Bob pocket in, but I said someone. I saw someone say hey to Bob. There we go. Hey, Bob. So awesome to see you, brother. Well, anyways, uh, John, do you have anything uh, real quick? Uh, you want to plug your uh, um, plug the the money that you're trying to raise right now for your uh, baseball team? You want to talk about that just for a moment? Um, anything else you want to say before we take off, brother? It's all the mic no. is yours. Sure. If anybody wants to give, they can go to uh, charitymania.com. The links in. Kilted Christian, um, basically raffle tickets. I think the baseball season starts in about a month and a half. And uh, I guess you get a chance to win like $400 a week on these little raffle tickets based on the baseball scores. So it's a pretty cool thing. Helps the team out. Um, we're at about $1,400 right now. Not nice. too bad. So I appreciate everybody giving. It's it's helping out big time. It's then, already helped a kid. We've got some some equipment we're using for practices now, which is really helpful some training aids I was able to get that they were lacking before. Awesome. So, Well, awesome. And we'll continue to push this. Like I said, I'm going to go in and I'll move it back to the the front over on uh, KC, a telegram. Um, cool, we'll get you to your goal for sure, man. Cause you're doing some phenomenal things. And look, you know, right now with all the chaos in this world, um, we, we need these, 
these beautiful little distractions. You know, we need to distract ourselves first and foremost, the most important thing in the world, which is our scripture and our God. But, you know, there's also little things that we can do. And that is keeping our kids on the right track, you know, putting them in sports, letting them do things that are good for themselves, that, that allow them some discipline. Um, and they're not just being abandoned in a world of computers and virtual glasses. And honestly, the kids love the sports. They love to play. And it's a form of play for them. And if you can use that form of play to teach them to be good men, it is such a blessing. If anybody, coaches are lacking, good coaches are lacking across all sports, across the country. If any of you guys are good leaders, you don't have to know, you don't have to play the game at a high level to coach people. Yeah. It's leadership. It's not necessarily the skills. Now you have to have some knowledge of the game and you can always research and learn more, but Man, people need coaches. Kids need coaches. Kids need mentors. Exactly. And you're, you're going to be a, a valuable asset here. I know um, that you had an, op an opportunity. I hope that I'm not saying anything I shouldn't, but you had an opportunity. No, yeah, you had an opportunity to to profit, to make good money off of what you have the capable. And it's not just the fact that you're a good baseball coach, but it's the other things that you do for the children. You're a father slash coach to all the kids. You know what I'm saying? It's not just, all right, guys, this is how you hit. You teach them life lessons and so forth, and it's a valuable thing. Um, and I'd imagine, and, and the great thing that I just absolutely respect, and this may be something that most people don't know, is that you turned that position down because you had already obligated your coaching to the children. So right. you turned down a really good paying job so that you coaching could continue job. coaching and fulfill <laughs> yeah. the obligation that you had already promised them. God bless you. That is just amazing. And it says so much about who you are. Um, Hope okay. says, you know, team leadership. Exactly. But I can promise you right now, um, this will probably be the last time that you're coaching your boys because they're going to be moving on. They're growing up quick um, and you will be an asset. So I'd imagine, you know, probably hopefully maybe the next season, um, right. you will yeah. be doing this for money as you well deserve to be. Well, thanks, brother. Yeah, it, Whether I get paid or not, I'm going to continue to do it because I've absolutely found passion in it. And I can absolutely reach kids this way. And like you said, I can teach them to be men on top of baseball players. Yeah. Um, I went up to the school and offered them uh, my abilities to teach kids how to surf. And they were like, you're in Kentucky, dude. <laughs> <laughs> hey, they always need more soccer coaches. Yeah. Now I could do that. I would actually, um, I would go in and be a goalie coach. That's what, that, that's my specialty was goalkeeping. Um, but yeah, so, uh, no surfing in Kentucky as I was actually, I was talking to Kit Kat the other day. She's like, come visit us. And then I was like, I've never surfed the West coast. So I will be renting a surfboard while I am there. Um, I've surfed all over the world. I've surfed up and down the entire East coast, but I've never surfed on our own never West, on the coast. West side. And yeah. that's where the surf's good. Right. I don't know, man. I, I learned how to surf in the hardest place in America to surf, which is Florida. Because it, they're not casually breaking waves. They break fast. So you have to learn how to get up, get your balance, and get on it and get your speed. So when you go to other places, it's like I, I look like a pro. I'm going up the road island. They're like, man, you're good. I'm like, boy, I, I, I was like the worst surfer in Florida. I'm like the best surfer in Rhode Island. That's awesome. <laughs> I'm kidding a little bit, but no, I mean, you, you are a whole lot better on, on better waves. But It's kind of like seafood restaurants. They don't do well here. Yeah, no lie. Who would want to go to a Kentucky seafood <laughs> restaurant? Yeah, if you ever go to one in eastern Kentucky and it's in the mountains and they're selling fish, I would avoid it. Yeah, seafood. If they're selling clams or seafood, it's probably not your best choice. Exactly. I served Sebastian multiple times, Little Red. 
I, I was, I served, I was up and down Florida, especially because we would just, we would get down there either right after a hurricane or right before a hurricane and just catch the groundswell all the way up. But, uh, brother John, I want to thank you again, man. Another great episode on thank you for joining us. And uh, hopefully we'll get to have you here on Monday with true Patriot so we can go over. Um, yeah, I was just about to say true Patriot. It's like avoiding gas station sushi. You don't go into the gas station and be like, Hmm, that sushi <laughs> yeah. looks good. You won't be feeling that way in a whole bit, man. That's for sure. <laughs> but anyways, uh, you need a good cleansing. Yeah, unless you need a good cleansing. There we go, guys. You need to cleanse your system of parasites. Of course, that may add parasites too. But uh, nonetheless, John, thank you, brother, so much, man. I love you. Uh, thank you for all that you do. And like I said, uh, we'll talk. And hopefully, uh, you know, we'll be talking this weekend because I'm going to get you the uh, the uh, photo edits that you needed done. Oh, awesome, brother. Thank you. Yes. Yes. Thank you for that. And then, Bob, just a quick reminder, man. Futon's coming in. I'll sleep in the futon, brother. You come over here and visit. You can have the bedroom. We just come over here and visit, man. I'm looking forward to seeing you. I know you're busy working on your cabin, man. And that's awesome that you're doing that. And I hope everything's going a little bit smoother than it has been. But, uh, John, once again, thank you, brother. We'll catch up this weekend. Um, all of you guys, I love you so much. And I'm thankful for everything that you do. You guys are amazing. Um, everyone's got their own mission. God has put us all in our own little separate parts of that. We're going to get to this just fine. And, uh, we just need to get the world to unify, keep on spreading that gospel from nation to nation, help wake people up to find what we have. Cause just like Putin said, why is America having the problems they're having right now? Because we've walked away from the gospel, get everybody back into that. Things will get fixed real quick. And it all starts with our children. Guys, I love you very, very much though. Thank you so much for listening to Kilt the Christian episode 540 MSM Liars Thursday. We back tomorrow evening. Hopefully it's Chasing Squirrels with Douglas. I will let you guys know for sure. That'll be episode 541. But in the meantime, have a beautiful evening. And I leave you with this. Oh, say can you see By the dawn's early light What so proudly we held at the twilight's last gleaming Whose broad stripes and bright stars Through the perilous fight O'er the ramparts we watched Were so gallantly streaming And the rocket Everyone have an absolutely beautiful rest of your night. Spoiler once again, 
God wins. So fear not, stress not, let go of all of your anxiety. Pray, pray, pray. Spread that gospel from nation to nation. God has a mission for every one of us, and we are going to see this through. We will be just fine. Just stay calm and put all of your trust in God. Because if you believe in God, who can come against us? Absolutely nobody. I love you all very, very much. Have an absolutely beautiful evening. Thank you for listening to Kilt the Christian, episode 540, MSM Liars Thursday. We'll be back tomorrow for episode 541. In the meantime, God bless.